0: Today, what I want to talk about is what I think is kind of the gold standard of packaging for your ideas, Uh, because where a lot of people get tripped up is like, which one's best? Which one should I do? And I'll, I'll tell you, the best one to do is a book. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO podcast. I am your host, Steve Gordon. And today uh, we're going to be talking about referrals and we're going to talk about a modern approach to referrals. And this is part two of a three part series that we're doing on the podcast and on, on YouTube and, and live streaming to Facebook. And so, what I want to do here today, we're going to just do a quick recap of what we covered in part one. And then we're going to talk today about the things that that you can do, the real tangible things you can do to simplify getting referrals, make it a lot easier to get referrals, get a lot more referrals with a lot less effort. And so, part one, we talked about some of the challenges with referrals and why why the old method just doesn't work very well, why most business owners don't get referrals consistently, and why most marketers tell you you shouldn't rely on referrals because they're not consistent and they're not scalable. Um, and I think both of those answers are wrong. The referrals can be consistent. Uh, they can be easy. They can be comfortable. They can be fun. And they can also be scalable. And, and that's really what we're, we're talking about doing is creating a system and a process so that you're getting consistent referrals, that it's easier than anything you've ever done before, and that they're scalable. So that's really what we're looking for here. And I think this is more important than ever because it's more challenging and more expensive than ever to try and, and get new leads and clients through some of the other means. You know, it's more more difficult to do in online advertising. Online advertising costs have, have, have shot up and it's gotten more complicated because there's a lot more competition. And so, you know, if you're one of those people who has thought that ads are the answer. It's not that ads are bad. You know, we use ads too. But, you know, for a lot of businesses, you don't need advertising. If you've just got a really solid referral process, that's all you ever need. And if you execute it consistently, which is what we're really talking about here is how to do that, make it real easy, then it's scalable and it likely will deliver more than enough clients for you. And, you know, for the vast majority of businesses, you know, particularly in, in service businesses, Most people are looking for, you know, if you're in a client-based business, you're looking for uh, sometimes that right one great client a month or even a quarter. Sometimes you're looking for that, you know, handful, that four or five a month, you know, maybe it's 10 a month, but those are numbers that are small enough. And because you're selling at a high ticket, you know, you're, you're generating enough revenue and profit from them, you know, and that, that fills your business up. And a lot of service businesses, that's absolutely true. And if those are the, the sort of numbers that, that you're dealing with, you don't need a marketing method that scales infinitely. You know, you just need one that's going to deliver the right people without a heck of a lot of trouble on your part and without a lot of ridiculous expense on your part. So I believe that referrals can fulfill that. And uh, I shot a video Uh, last year it's on our youtube channel Uh, It's one of our podcast episodes and title of it is is, the only three things you need to know about marketing and the very first one is this idea of uh, getting attention and the, the place to start for most businesses if you're not doing a lot of marketing the place to start in trying to get attention in a systematic way is with referrals the things that you do, if you follow what we're going to talk about here, they're going to set the stage and kind of give you the foundation that if you ultimately then want to move up into doing paid media, whether that's online advertising or print advertising or radio advertising or direct mail or anything else, and all of those can be great for the right business and the right market, the things that we're t- going to talk about, particularly the things we're going to talk about today on this video, are really going to set the stage for you to be prepared to move into those things and be successful with them so so that that's the other reason that i really think for most businesses this is the place to start what a lot of businesses find a lot of our clients find is that they they implement what we're going to talk about here today and then that's all they need and then some of them go you know what we actually do need a little bit more scale than this you know that this is really good and it's a great foundation. And now let's layer on top of that, some paid media. So we'll talk a little bit about how, how you can build on it as well. But, but for today, um, I want to start with uh, just a quick recap of what we talked about in part one. And uh, you'll be able to find a link to that, you know, below hopefully. And uh, certainly you can go to our website and uh, at unstoppableceo.net and find it. Um, but in part one, we talked about some of the challenges with referrals and the biggest challenge is that we're trying to turn our clients into an unpaid and untrained sales force and they're not very good at it and it's not their fault. That's our fault. It's our responsibility to go out and prospect for our business. And we're asking our clients to, to try and do too much of that. And as a result, we don't get a lot of referrals. We don't get them very consistently. Often the ones that we get aren't a good match. And all of that is because our clients, they're not in our business every day. They don't know what makes a good client. They don't know what all of the trigger events are. And as much as we try and train them on that stuff, this isn't their focus. And if you add to that the fact that the act of them referring someone to you involves great risk on the part of your client, they're going to bring someone to you who is a valuable relationship to them. And you have the potential to, damage that relationship if that first stage, that first interaction isn't handled really well. And that could be just something that's not even your fault. It could just be a perception on the part of of the prospect that's being referred. Um, And so there's really a lot of risk for uh, your clients in making the referral. And if you want to add one more challenge to it, you're getting referred and somebody's coming to you in the context of buying from you which is not a bad thing except that it positions you as a salesperson and instead you really want to be positioned as a leader and an authority and an expert and so what we're going to talk about today are the things that will elevate you to that expert positioning will allow your clients to introduce you to the people in their world and a lot more of them and introduce you as a real authority, which is, I think, a much stronger way to start a relationship with a new potential client. So that that's that's a little bit of where where we were in, in part one. We talked about those three challenges and go back and watch it. We went into a bit more detail on it, but today I wanna to talk about how you overcome those challenges. And so the, the number one way to overcome that challenge is to eliminate the risk from the referral for your client, and by eliminating the risk, we're going to open up a lot more opportunities for them to refer us. We're going to make it a lot easier for them, and that's really going to unlock for you a lot of referrals that are there in your network. They're hidden there; they're waiting to be unlocked. And when you go and make it easier, doing the things that we're going to talk about today, then um, you're going to find that suddenly you've got this great flow of referrals that. That you know, out of nowhere, almost you didn't even know we're there. So let's get it started. Okay, the the thing that we want to do first is we want to eliminate the the sales meeting as the destination for the referral. So in the old model of referrals, when uh, a client comes and introduces you to somebody that that is in their world, generally they're trying to set up a meeting, and that meeting is a sales meeting. You know, and you know it's a sales meeting. The prospect knows it's a sales meeting. The client that's making the referral knows it's a sales meeting. And that's why there's so much risk involved. And so the way that we remove the risk is we just remove that meeting as the first step. And we need to replace it with something. There needs to be some vehicle, some reason for them to make that connection. And the thing that we've discovered is that the best thing to replace it with is um, a really great set of ideas that you have developed, that you apply in the marketplace, what I like to call your opinionated worldview. And it's the sort of how we do it here and why we do it the way we do it. You know, every professional that I've ever come across, every entrepreneur I've ever come across created the business because they weren't fully satisfied with the way other people in the industry were doing the thing that they were doing. And they thought, well, you know what, I've got a better way. And it might've been a radically better way, or it might've been an incrementally better way, but you started the business because you had a better way to go about something. And you thought that you could go take that to the marketplace and that it would be really well received. And it's those ideas that attract your very best clients. That's what they love about working with you. Now, most of us, most of us make the grave mistake of keeping those ideas to ourselves. We only ever share them with paying clients. And yet, that's probably one of your biggest and best assets. And so, the, the first step in this process is to identify, recognize what are the ideas that go into my worldview, my opinionated worldview. Of this is the way that I serve clients and I serve them this way because it is better than what everybody else is doing. And so, you know, just talk you through an example in In uh, in our world. Um, I started at the, at the beginning talking about why I think referrals are sort of the foundational place for most businesses to begin, if you're kind of making this journey into, you know, being more proactive with your business development, with your marketing, but you got to approach it in a systematic way, right? That's our opinionated worldview that there's all these people running around saying you need to start with, you know, advertising and advertising is great. But you, you need to have some things in place to make advertising be really successful. So you need to have a really great and tuned-in message. You need to have a really clear picture of who you're targeting if you want the advertising to work. And you need to have a fantastic and uh, very attractive offer. And if you don't have those three things in place and you haven't proven them yet, then you're going to spend an awful lot of money in advertising trying to prove them out. And a lot of people aren't successful at that. So, like that's our opinionated worldview, right? That we're we're saying there are a lot of people in the market. They're talking to uh, entrepreneurs and service-based businesses and expertise-based businesses about how to go get clients. And a lot of them are saying there's this other way of doing it with advertising. And what we're saying is that's great, but if you don't have the things in place to make that successful, you better start here. So that that's what I mean by having your opinionated worldview, okay? Then once you've got that, then you want to package it up in a way that's a whole heck of a lot easier for your clients to share, because frankly, most entrepreneurs have it in the least convenient and most expensive possible packaging themselves, right? So, you know, a, a great example is I just packaged our our worldview, our ideas in this video, in this live stream, and now it, it can go out and, and be shared without me being there, right? Before I discovered, you know, a lot of these tools, both live streaming and some of the other ways of packaging ideas that we're going to talk about here today, I had to go and show up in person. Now I might show up one on one, and um, that's the way I packaged the idea. I delivered it one on one to a prospect, or maybe I showed up and and gave a talk to a, a you know small group. But there was some leverage. There wasn't a ton of leverage in you know in either of those models. And, and the first one there's there's no leverage, right? So what we want to do is we want to just create a package for the ideas to live in that can be this great delivery mechanism that your clients can share. Now, there are a lot of ways you could do that. So over the years we've done it a lot of ways with clients. We've we've done it with audio CDs where we interviewed the client and they talked through their their opinionated worldview and put that on a CD and then they mailed the CDs out, you know, to contacts uh, that were referred to them. Uh, we've done it in um, short little reports. We've done it in ebooks. We've done it in webinars. We've done it in online videos like this. There are any number of ways that you can do it. Pick a medium. But today, what I want to talk about is what I think is kind of the gold standard of packaging for your ideas. Uh, Because where a lot of people get tripped up is like, which one's best? Which one should I do? And I'll, I'll tell you, the best one to do is a book. It has the most authority it has the most permanence. And, um, as you can see, I've got a bookshelf behind me. It, it is a very unique form of media. All of the authors that are on those shelves behind me own real estate, literally own a piece of real estate in my world. You know, they own the little five and a half by eight and a half or, five by six or six by nine or whatever the dimensions of the book are. I've got books all over my desk here too. I mean, here's a great one. The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Chet is is no longer living, but here he is and he owns a piece of real estate on my desk. And, you know, it's just a powerful way to share an idea and it has a permanence that other ways don't. So uh, back in my first business, very first thing we ever did in marketing, uh, which I kind of laugh at now looking back. Very first thing we ever did, we went and hired a a marketing firm, which was kind of a a one-woman firm. And she was great. And she helped us create some messaging and put all that into a brochure. And we agonized over this brochure. And I think it was like a 12-page brochure, full-color, gloss, like, you know... Stock photos, back when stock photos came on CDs and were super expensive, you know, and because printing costs were what they were, we had to, you know, buy it. And I think we bought like 5,000 copies of it, which means we had these boxes in in a closet in the office. And ultimately, a lot of those boxes went into the dumpster and, and didn't get used because we bought so many of them. But the ones that we did hand out, you know, clients didn't want that it was a sales piece. It wasn't an informational piece. It didn't contain any great ideas um, and certainly not enough depth or detail to really demonstrate our expertise. And so I suspect, although I don't know, but I suspect that I'd hand out one of those brochures. And in most cases, I'd leave that prospect's office and the brochure would wind up in the trash can. Now, when I give someone a book, it's a totally different experience. If it's a book that is aligned with and speaks to a problem that they're feeling, they're going to look at that as, hey, this is a valuable resource. And they're going to thank you for it. Um, It's not going to be seen as a sales piece. It's going to to be seen as as an informational piece, an educational piece, a valuable asset that's going to help them deal with an issue that they're grappling with. And it's going to end up on a bookcase or on the corner of their desk and it's going to live there for a while. So that's why I think packaging your ideas in a book is the kind of the gold standard. And, you know, the challenge is that books can be a little bit difficult to put together, certainly intimidating to sit down and think about writing a book. That's one of the reasons that we created our magnetic author programs, um, you know, to help people through that process. Uh, but I've been saying that that this was the gold standard long before we created a system to help people with it. Um, in fact, going back to my my first book, Unstoppable Referrals, you know, which was really about seven years before we started helping clients write, or six years before we started helping clients write books, you know, it was the gold standard for me then. I, it is still. And if you had to pick one way to package your ideas, that'd be the way to pick. Now, when we start talking about using that form of of packaging for your ideas, as Uh, what I call your referral kit, which is a really just a thing to be able to share, you know, for your clients to be able to share, to, to stimulate referrals, you're able to go to your clients and have a much different conversation than what you would normally have if you're asking them for referrals. So the normal way to do it is you show up and go, you know, if I'm, you know, an, an accountant, let's say I show up and go, so Bob, do you know anybody that needs any tax prep this, this week? And Bob goes, well, no, I don't. Can't think of anybody. You know, and okay, that's maybe a little exaggerated, um, but you get the idea. That's what it sounds like to most of your clients. And that's probably why you don't ask very often because you know it's kind of sleazy. So the approach when you have an information asset that, you know, you have a referral kit, you have a book, the approach is very different. You're able to go to Bob and say, hey, Bob, we've been working together for a while I'm, I'm so happy that, that you're finding success with what we're able to do for you and just really appreciate, you know, the, that win that you got last month. And, you know, I'm on a mission to help more people like you in the world. And I've, I've written a book to kind of put down all of my best thinking around how we solve all of the problems that we've solved for you. and. You know, I'm just absolutely motivated to get this into the hands of as many people as I can, because I know it's going to help them. And yeah, sure, some of them, it would be great if they come, came and did business with us. But this is sort of my way of uh, of sharing my best thinking with as many people as possible. And I know that you know some people in your network that would really benefit because they're probably grappling with these same issues that you are. Would you be open to sitting down with me and brainstorming some of the people that um, that might really benefit from getting the book, and i don't you know I don't want you to try and pressure them into having a meeting with me or anything. I just want to send them a copy of the book as a gift from you. Would you be open to that? Okay? That's a totally different conversation to have with a client or with a strategic partner or anybody like that. And the reaction when you approach it like that and you approach it with, what, what my my, uh, my my good buddy John Curry calls purity of intent, where you truly do mean it. like if business comes from it, fantastic, but if if nothing comes from it, that's okay too because you're going out and creating you know just some positive uh, impact in in the world and you're also getting your ideas to spread. So even if you don't get business, it's going to plant the seeds, right? you know that. If you approach it with that purity of intent, the person that you're talking to, that client or that strategic partner who wants to help you, that you have a relationship with them, they like you and they want to help you, you've now just empowered them with a really easy way to help you and you've made it about more than just helping you, okay? Because we've we've created a mission. You know, we say, I'm on this mission. I am fired up and I'm going to go solve this problem in the world and I need your help. And now it's about them helping you on your mission. And that's a far more worthy thing for them to do than just try and get you the next client that you need. Like they don't care. Right. But if, if they can go out and they can help some people in their network and it's not too difficult for them to do, and in the process of doing it, it's going to make them look really good because they're going to, they're going to be able to share a, a valuable resource. And that's the other reason that, that books are so good for this is that, you know, we view books, you know, kind of in really high esteem. They're, they they have a very high perceived value because of the value that we've gotten from books over the course of our lives. And that's the other thing that makes this really, really good. Like I've never had anybody tell me they were really offended by the gift of a book. I'll never forget. I got, I got a book from um, a vendor that we were using a partner of ours years and years ago. It's probably going back 15 years. I had absolutely no interest in the book. I never read it to be perfectly honest. Um, and at the same time, I was really grateful for uh, the gift of the book, even though I had no interest in it whatsoever. I wasn't going to read it. I still, to this day, remember that partner. And uh, it was in a previous business. We, we don't use them or have a need for them anymore because of the nature of, of our business now. But, but I still remember and think fondly and I think well of him, you know, it's created lasting goodwill gift of a stinking $15 book. That's the power in this. Okay. And so what you're doing is you're, you're giving your clients and your strategic partners, the ability to give that gift. It's going to make them look good. It's going to make them look like a hero. Now, when you think about, you know, particularly in B2B, we're all always looking for ways to give value into our network, right? Right. And most of us do a really bad job of it. And so what you're really doing is you're giving them a way to go look good to their network. Hey, I came across this really great resource. I I don't know if it's gonna be, you know, something that's really relevant for you, but I thought of you and hey, here it is as a gift. You know, my buddy's the author and uh, I asked him if I could give some of these away and he said, yeah, so here they are. And so it, it increases their social cred, you know, because they know the author of this book. It just, it creates this great, I call it the virtuous cycle of referrals. And so what our experience has been with this, when when you approach it that way, and again, you've got to approach it with purity of intent. When you approach it that way, your clients will go and refer and they'll get thank you notes back for being referred from, from the people that they refer. They'll go, oh, thank you so much. They'll get a, an email or, you know, they'll get a personal note back. Thank you so much for sharing that book with me. It was really great. Okay. A couple of things happen there. They won't get that from everybody, right? Because for some people it it won't click and that's okay. So it allows you to go out to a much bigger slice of their network because you're giving value um, without any risk to them. And it also allows you to separate who's a real prospect from who's not because the ones who are real are going to respond back to that. There'll be ways for them to get in touch with you in the book we we talk about this in the book, in, in my book, Unstoppable Referrals, you know about how to handle the follow up from there. We talk about it in our our Unstoppable Referrals program as well, uh, Referral Accelerator program, and um, you know, but for the client, the thing that is I think most powerful for this, and this is what powers ongoing referrals. And it's unlike what happens in kind of the old way of referrals. So if you cajole a client in the old way to finally bringing somebody to you, you know, and they finally find that person and they bring them to you, you know, maybe they get a good report back about it and and maybe that spurs them to go refer again. But more often than not, the process is so difficult that once they do it, they hope they've checked that box for you and they don't have to do it again. So what happens when you're able to share something like a book is they get these love notes back from the people in their network that they've shared this with. And then they'll, they will come back to you and go, Oh, wow. You know, so, and so, and so really loved that. They they love the book. Hey, you know, I was thinking there are probably a few more people that I didn't put on the list at at the beginning. Would you be willing to let me send out a few more books? You know, and they almost kind of ask apologetically. I have one, uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, he comes back to me a couple times a year and asks for more copies of my book. And he apologizes like, you know, next time I'll buy him. And I keep telling him, don't ever buy one. I'll give you as many free copies of my book as you're willing to give out, you know. And uh, and he's always a little bit apologetic about it. but uh, But he's coming back to me. Saying, can I have a few more? I have some more people I w- I want to introduce, and you know why he's doing that? It's because every time he does that, he gets positive response back from the people that he gives it to. Uh, it makes him look good. It helps him nurture his network. You know, and it's all because I took the time to take my best thinking, that's valuable to my clients, and package it up in a way that other people could easily share, and then. I use that process, that conversation, we call it the value conversation that I went through earlier, as a way to tell them, look, I've got, I'm on this mission that's bigger than just me getting business. I want to make this change in the world. you know. And that doesn't mean it, that you have to make a change in the whole wide world, but just maybe in your market. You want to change the way something's done. People will buy into that. That's way more powerful than just showing up and saying, hey, I need some more business. Could you, um, could you send some my way? So that's the shift. You take your opinionated worldview, your best ideas, your best thinking, you package them up in a format that's really, really easy to share. And I talked about some of the various formats. And then if you really want to do this well, you want the gold standard. You want to have a book because it's so much easier to share. It has that permanence. It allows you to own real estate in that prospect's world. Um, And uh, just a, a quick story on why that's so important. So. A number of years ago, not too long after uh, I wrote Unstoppable Referrals, and we had um, a couple of, of partners share it over in the UK. Now, if you'd asked me beforehand if if any of this would happen, we, we ate our own dog food. We followed the exact process in the book, by the way, um, and got into an incredibly short amount of time. In about a week, we got about, we got over 5,000 copies out um, in, in the hands of, business owners, just by using really the the whole strategy that we've gone over here so far. And so a couple of years later, I got on a sales call. Somebody booked a call. They were in the UK. We were talking on Skype and he tells me, you know, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't read your book. I have your book, but I haven't read it. I've had it for two and a half years. A buddy of mine gave it to me as a gift. I don't even know who his buddy is, you know, probably bought it off of Uh, of amazon or off of our website gave it to the guy and he said i haven't read it i've i've had it for you know these two and a half years and it's been sitting on my nightstand and i'm not going to read it but i know that i need what it says on the cover and you're my guy and he ultimately became a client um out of that and that's the power of owning real estate you know even if they don't read it it's working on them They're looking at it. They're forced to interact with it in their environment. And it's not going to get thrown away because it's taboo to throw books away in our our society. So that's why I think that's the place to start. And so what we're going to talk about in the next part of this three-part series is once you've got that idea asset in place, now how do we go out and build a really robust referral network? of people and continually grow that network over time so that you really never run out of, you know, sources of referrals and great relationships that you can, you know, help enlist in this mission that you're on to, to help the people that you're trying to help. So so that'll be kind of the third part. So we we started in part one talking about some of the challenges with the existing model of referrals and the things that need to change. Today we talked about how to identify the right ideas. Um, you know, that form your opinionated worldview, and then how to package those ideas so that they're easy to share, then how to go go and approach your clients or your your referral partners or strategic partners um, in a really easy way and enlist them in the mission that you're on to help the people that you're trying to help. Um, And then as a result, get introduced, have them share that far and wide and uh and then in the next part we'll talk about then how to multiply that referral network so you just you never run out of referrals and uh, i said at the beginning you know for a lot of our clients this is their entire business development strategy and it gives them diversity because they're not reliant on one source you know and and you see that with a lot of online advertising folks are reliant on one platform for their online advertising. And when that goes sideways, they're in trouble or they're relying on SEO. And when, you know, there's a update to the algorithm that goes sideways and they're in trouble. And this avoids all of that because you're dealing with tens or dozens or maybe even over a hundred partners over time as you build out this referral network. And and that gives you a diversity uh, and a resilience that is hard to replicate anywhere else in business. So, so we'll talk about that next. Um, if you're listening to this thinking, okay, yeah, I want to write a book, um, you know, we've got some programs that help, but I think the first thing you should do is go to uh, a site that we've set up called MagneticAuthor.co, uh, MagneticAuthor.co. And we've got a 15-minute video there that talks about the process and the things you want to think about as you're considering writing a book. And then, you know, if you think our team might be the right one to help you, you can book a call and and we can talk. And, uh, you know, certainly we'd love to to talk with you about that. But go watch the video first because it'll give you, I think, a good context for some of the things that need to go into making a really successful book that'll, that'll be really useful in your referral process. So um, again, that's magneticauthor.co. Um and uh again, I'd love to hear if you've got ref- specific referral challenges that you're running into, um, you know, send in the send them in the comments either on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching this, or if you're listening on our podcast, uh, you can email me, Steve at unstoppable CEO.net. I want to know what your big referral challenges are. And um and you know, we'll address them as we go into the the next part of this series. So um, until next week, keep plugging away, keep building out that referral process and stay unstoppable. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the million dollar book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put I wanna write a book in the subject line. See you soon.